Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I am Kelly, and I am recording now, in case anyone's curious what's going on with me. That's not going to be That's not gonna be in the episode. That's just for me and no. you. Oh, good. You know, normally oh, we have, good, like, good. a warm-up where we're like, oh, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Blah, 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 blah. Talk for a minute. I just had my mouth open and breath held waiting to say hello, everyone. Kelly was still talking. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's in typical Kelly fashion. I was oblivious to what was happening. It's okay. Um, I'm going to apologize right at the top of the episode for the inevitable uh, wailing of a cat. Um, <laughs> there's a lot going on. My my house is a little bit of a of a mid construction site at the moment. He's stressed out. Um, I don't think it's appropriate to lock him out, so he has the option to come in here. Um, he's not. He's standing in the doorway, <laughs> shouting at me. <laughs> he's nervous. Yeah. I don't know. You're making him nervous. I gave him some food and set him in here, and he was like, okay. And then I stood up a little bit ago, and then I came back, and he was just like, we're not chill anymore. It's over. Oh, yeah. You went too far, I think. I You crossed the line. I'm, you know, I'm deeply sorry. I feel like the audience <laughs> is the one being punished, because I have headphones on, so I can hardly hear it, but I know they can. Pr- I mean, I can barely hear it. All I hear is a little, like, Every couple of minutes. I'm sure he'll come in here at some point and just start screaming right next to the microphone. And uh, I'm not going to apologize. Enjoy it, is what I'll say. <laughs> He's just got a lot of opinions on the current video happenings in the video game world. That's interesting because there's not a lot of those. <laughs> oh, he's a big yeah, he's a big uh, film adaptation fan, actually. He doesn't play games. He watches the adaptations. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for Ven, um, he is not going to be watching The Legend of Zelda on film because that little... That little tweet, that little rumor that we heard about last week was just that, uh, a rumor. Um, The uh, Illumination uh, Studios chief, Chris Melodandry, Melodandry? Melodandry. Chris Chris Um, Son, as we know him. (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, He was like, I don't know where that came from. We're not doing that. Um, So... Well, at least on the Illumination front, we will not be seeing any Zelda movies anytime soon. That's my thing is I'm hoping that somehow there is somebody who misunderstood the truth, which is that there is a Zelda movie in the works, but it's not Illumination. Because we were, there was this last week, right? Yeah, we were bemoaning that this was Illumination to begin with. So I hope that yeah. Chris San is not gaslighting us. Yeah. Please don't gaslight me, Chris Melodondry. <laughs> I never thought I'd have to ask him to do that. Yeah, I mean, who knows, man? Who knows how these rumors get started, you know? And then they go, and then they go in these circles. Especially now, I feel, on Twitter, with everybody ha- and their grandmother having a blue check, it's just very easy to believe there's, this information. There's rumors of a direct happening this week, and I'm like, y'all are hungry for directs. Like, there's not a direct... Why would there... I mean... I'll be wrong. Now that I've said it, there's going to be one. But like, there's so no reason for a direct. There's a very decent chance that they're holding back for the next console. So why would they have a Nintendo Switch direct this June instead of just waiting till September or October to talk about the Switch 2? Sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. These are all great questions posed by the one and only Andrew. And Ven. And Ven. (laughs) (laughs) What if the audience can't even hear him and you're just making all these no, like they could, apologies they could for him? They can definitely him. hear him because I see my waveform bump every Aww. when he's nearby. He was you just in the room. You should boost it so they can really hear him. And he's the third co-host. Talking, <laughs> Ke- Talking games with Kelly and Ven. Andrew's out this week. 
he's really he's really like a guest star. Like yeah. he's growing stronger with Minmo. Remember that? Minmo. That's Ven right now. Growing, he's growing stronger. What is it? Growing, growing strong and happy or something? I think it's just growing. Oh yeah, maybe you're right. Me, I thought it was growing stronger, but I think growing strong and happy also sounds right. I could find out. Growing strong and happy. Healthy. Sorry, <laughs> going strong and healthy. Oh, we should put that in the thumbnail, but instead of Minmo, it's Ben. <laughs> Again, I might. I did that before, and it was really annoying because it's like a poorly done graphic, know, so it was hard to cut JPEG. out. Yeah, it's really hard to cut out. And then I'd have to cut out a picture of my cat's face, and that, you know what? I'll just let you guys think about. But I was about to say Venmo, but that's a thing. <laughs> Venmo going strong and healthy. Yeah. Um. Well, strong uh, might grow. Ven- Wait. Um, oh, um <laughs> I'm not sure the words were supposed to happen in that order. Uh dead cells is a <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to transition out of that. Dead cells is yeah. a uh popular roguelike indie game from a few years ago. I'm a big fan of this game. I played it back in 2018-19 and I loved it. Um the trailers for this game and all its DLC have been incredibly beautiful to look at. They've been this beautiful uh animations and I'm excited because they are making a full-length series. It is 10 episodes. They're going to be short, just seven minutes long. So this is going to be a nice hour-long series overall. Um, I feel like a short film is, is just... It's a short film cutout. Uh, but it's made by the same people, the same animators, who are behind those Dead Cells trailers. I'm very excited to see this. We are getting it next year, which is cool because I feel like most of these interesting uh video game adaptations we hear about are like so far off in the future that we can forget about them completely but this is 2024 this is coming soon you know yeah i feel like this is the perfect series for this kind of thing um and especially keeping in mind like what you said about the animation studio behind those um really cool trailers being behind it uh very exciting stuff i'm excited for you because i have never played dead cells but I'm excited for you because I know you did and I know you enjoyed it. I am excited. Sorry, I don't got a lot to say. I just think <laughs> the trailers are beautiful. Sometimes, so seeing an hour of it's cool. Yeah, Right. Sometimes there's just not a whole lot to say about a new story. Don't worry. Um, there's. I have a lot to say about the next new story. <laughs> well, hey, um, you might be shocked and surprised to know that Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a spinoff series. Uh, based on Knuckles, the echidna. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah. He's red. Okay. Well, I'll tell you the voice cast for the Sonic the Hedgehog spinoff series Knuckles is very interesting. Um, recently announced, it's got uh, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Stockard Channing, you know, from Greece. Uh, Greece is the word, is the word. Sorry, copyright. <laughs> um, Paul, Paul Shear. Uh, Rob Hubel and Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes? Carrie Elwes. He's the guy from Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, and they are all going to be in the new Knuckles. I guess it's just called Knuckles, uh, which will be on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, when is this? It's, I thought the show was soon. I, I didn't even know about this show. And it's got, you know, Idris Elba in it. He's really got a lot of interesting things in the pipeline right now. <laughs> I'm just confused because the second movie is December of next year. So that's like a year and a half. 
if they're announcing this cast, did they just start filming? And if that's the case, how is it going to be out in less than a year? There's going to be a lot of CG. Unless it's going to come out right in the lead up to the movie, but that also seems cannibalistic of the media. I don't know. But this cast is really odd. (laughs) Yeah, it is a little bit strange. Especially because, like, I, I feel like these are probably all live action people. But, like, who knows? I would love to see Christopher Lloyd voice Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't have a lot. I said I had a lot to say. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say. Well, I'm just, th- it's it, just weird it's... to see this many, these big names talked about in relation to Knuckles. It's a very strange collection of people. It's, um, it's real weird. Yeah. I know all these people, but I'm just like, what, why are they in Knuckles? <laughs> Uh, Why is Doc Brown, I was about to say Doc Martin, Doc Martin is a shoe, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, that's not right. Why is Doc from Back to the Future? I can't believe he's still... Kicking? Well, I was going to say working. Oh, he's like 94, Um, right? Yeah, he's he's pretty, I mean, he was old in Back to the Future. Yeah, he is, uh, he looks a lot older. It's funny seeing this picture of him on this website, because I'm like, that's not a recent picture he looks a lot older now oh he's like he's completely bald now wow well he was bald as uh uncle fester <laughs> in adam's family yeah no I'm, I'm looking at a picture right now i didn't know that that was him that's i wonder if that was a bald cap or if he shaved his head for those movies he is a lot much to think about he's a lot less old than i realized is it Uncle Fester? Did I say that right? I don't know. I don't know Adam's family. He's the 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 really pale yeah, bald yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Fester. Callie, <laughs> don't Google. Guess his age. Guess Christopher Lloyd's age. Is it ninety four? No, I w- I that's what was my guess, but I was very okay, wrong. Okay, I'm covering it up. I'm covering up the age. You get one more guess. Eighty nine. See, you're get you are making guests guesses that I would assume are right, but he's eighty four. Oh, wow. He's not that old. He, I think he's just well, looked... Well, he's looked old since, like... For, he's just looked old forever. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. Like I said, since 1985, yeah. he's looked old. Which makes you, like, in a sense, eternally youthful because you never age. That's true. He, That's true. He, looks he was ab- born in 1938. That was before Mario. That was before a lot of things. That was before I, Back to the Future was a, like even that before that movie even came out. I cannot conceptualize <laughs> time in history in that way. Like I can't do that. I'm sorry. But being alive all the way like this man has been alive so many years. He has seen so many things. Right. Like he saw the first moon landing. He saw the advent of the iPhone. Like, I was going to say, like, World War II, but I guess iPhone. Oh. Well, well wait, yeah, when did I mean, World, War, World War II was, what, the late, four, early 40s? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, we're not a when history show, have? but I feel like he probably didn't. Yeah, it started in September of 39. I don't think he probably remembers that then. Yeah, he was like a little baby. When was World War II ended? Thank you, Google. It was like 45. 45. Yeah, so maybe he remembers the ending. Maybe. That's just, I can't wrap my head around that. Well, when we get him on the show to interview him about the upcoming television series Knuckles, we'll make sure to ask about World <laughs> War II. 
Yeah. Clearly a correlation between those things. Also, he's in Kingdom Hearts. Christopher Lloyd's in Kingdom Hearts. Who does he play? Xemnas? Xehanort. Oh, because same thing, what's his right? name? Uh, <laughs> what's kidding. Spock's name? Oh, um, Chris, not Christopher. Uh, oh, uh, uh, we are bad pod. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Took me a second. Did you Google faster than me, or did you know? No, I just knew. Okay. He died a while ago. Yes, this is not Rest news. This peace. is not the news story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Christopher or uh, Leonard Nimoy died, and he was the original voice of Xehanort, as well as. Uh, the last time he voiced him would have been 3D, Dream Drop Distance, on the 3DS. And then um, he got replaced by some guy who I don't know the name of and I'm not going to bother remembering for Kingdom Hearts 3, who did like kind of an impression, but also this kind of new accent-y thing. And then he died right after Kingdom Hearts oh. 3. So in the Jeez. Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC, they had to call Christopher Lloyd for some reason. Who, oh, he was like the only one they could get on the line? Like, I don't get it. I just feel like these days it's so, like the guy who does the Christopher Lee impression, because Christopher Lee was in Kingdom Hearts, the guy who does the impression of him sounds just like him. Mm-hmm. So part of me is like, why are you hiring famous people instead of just impersonators after their death, you know? Yeah. Because it's like several degrees of Xehanort where like they just keep changing how he sounds, but... I thought Christopher Lloyd yeah. was going to die after after he got cast in uh, Kingdom Hearts, but I guess he's he's in Knuckles, so he's probably invincible. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we should probably talk about some video games this week. Uh, yeah, if you want. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I do want. <laughs> Kelly, uh, last week we saw that Xbox game showcase. I would say it was a pretty <clears throat> massive success, especially if you are a Game Pass uh, subscriber. It was definitely an incredibly... Uh, exciting prospect for you. Um, But after that showcase, Xbox went ahead and talked to their fans and their investors about what they call the bright future. Um, There was a lot of information that they put out, but the key thing that they stated is that they have plans to release four major first-party titles per year starting in 2024. I think this is a bold thing to go for. We know that Xbox is much more interested in... uh, solo or at least like smaller scale experiences not small scale in like what you can do but like number of players um just this year we've had three well we will have had three assuming starfield hits its september release um that being (laughs) hi-fi rush um starfield and then everybody's favorite redfall which (laughs) obviously bad game flopped launch still counts towards the number um, but you know, Xbox did more than PlayStation this year. PlayStation's doing Spider-Man and that's it. Very true. And like Spider-Man's probably going to be very well received, but Hi-Fi Rush was very well received. So like if Starfield and Hi-Fi Rush both are well received, boom, Xbox had more better received games this year. And now after that PlayStation showcase from May, it's clear that to me that PlayStation is putting all of their proverbial eggs in the live service basket. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think that we're going to be seeing any year. Can you imagine now, right now, not in the like last 10 years, but right now, PlayStation releasing four major first-party titles in a year with that aren't live service? No. That, like, even when I look back on 2020, 
the fact that we got Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us back to back, that I can't imagine that happening again, you know? No. I can't I think see it's... more than one anymore. I agree. And I think it speaks to the nature of game development these days. It just takes longer. It's a more... Um, as we like advance with this technology and these like engines, it's just I feel to me personally, it, it, it's just harder to make a game. There's there's just too many variables that you have to account for now. So when you take these huge games, it's not you know, it, it's unusual to release more than like two in a year. Um, and Xbox saying that they're gonna do four <laughs> every year starting in 2024 is really I don't think that that's necessarily an exciting bit of news. I think when you talk about stuff like that, you are putting an emphasis on quantity when really your emphasis should be on quality, which, you know, I'm not saying that these games won't be quality. I'm just saying that, like, it's very hit or miss. I mean, obviously, Redfall was not a good game. Mm -hmm. We don't know about Starfield. Um, You know, Hi-Fi Rush was a good game. But it was a that's a mixed that's literally the definition of a mixed bag. So it's like if they're sitting here saying like, okay, we're gonna make four big games starting in twenty twenty four. Well, twenty twenty four is next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're already halfway through this year, so let's just say that already. Um, I don't know. It just it says to me that they're more concerned about saying that they have all these games versus here's some really good ones. Here's like one or two really good ones, which is I'm not going to say it's the case for PlayStation, but it is kind of the case for PlayStation because, you know, um, Last of Us 2 was really good, in in my opinion. Ghost of Tsushima is really good. Yeah. God of War is really good. Their, their, their games are have a quality to them, for the most part, that is more consistent than Xbox, in my opinion. Yeah. This might change in the next couple of years, think, yeah. especially since we're talking about this shift to live service for PlayStation, which like who even knows what that's going to mean for the next five years. But I don't know. It just, it's not like, I don't know. I'm a believer in quality over quantity. So we'll see, I guess how this pans out for them. I'm, I think the next 12 months are key for them. I think if Starfield comes out and it's very high quality and if all of those titles of 2024, which right now, let's see, we have Avowed, Hellblade 2. Um, what else does, did they have? I will be shocked if Hellblade 2 comes out next year. Yeah. Right now, the only things we really know from their first party studios for 2024 is Hellblade 2 and Avowed. Because um, mm-hmm. Fable didn't have a release date. And I'd be surprised if if that uh, Clockwork Revolution, that Bioshock Infinite looking game, has a 2024 release date. I, I just think they have a lot riding on the next year. But also, okay, I am an Xbox owner and a Game Pass subscriber. I think that first-party titles are cool and great. But if you don't have a vast a vast slew of them, the next best thing is to provide quality, provide value to what you're paying for. I pay for Game Pass just from watching the 2023 <clears throat> showcase that gives us an idea of what the next essentially year and a half looks like. 
I am confident in my my subscription, you know? I am happy mm-hmm. to be subscribed to Game Pass. I'll be playing I... Persona 5 Tactica soon, Persona 3 Reload next year. I'll be playing, hopefully, Avowed and Hellblade 2 next year. <laughs> like a Dragon. Like, uh, the list of games that I was going to play already as well as a list of games that I'm potentially interested in, but now they're free or included with Game Pass, makes me... I'm just so excited by that prospect, and I feel like that's why I'm like, Xbox, hush. You're doing fine, you know? They have a Mm -hmm. a market cornered off, and they are succeeding very much in in that corner. Enjoy it. Yeah. You don't need to get too ambitious to try to defeat PlayStation. That's not possible, except that your corner of the market is your corner of the market. Yeah. And I will say, um, I also I also subscribe to Game Pass on my PC. Uh, it's a great service. I you get you get a ton of value for it. It makes itself worth it like instantly. Yeah. You can find a game on there that you want to play no matter what. Yeah. Can you hear the train? Yeah, I love your train. <laughs> okay. You've got Ben, I've got the train. <laughs> They're the um, same. I will say I think it it also sort of speaks to the way that you and I play games. Um you are a lot more willing to branch out and try new things versus me personally who is very stuck in her comfort zone. Um so I think it's just I'm I think it's just one of those things that that different people have different I don't want to say priorities, but different people have different like styles. So Game Pass probably provides and and you have an Xbox, yes, which has more titles on Game Pass than PC. Yours is ten dollars a month, right? Yes, that's crazy to me because you're okay. You were gonna buy Starfield. You're gonna play Starfield. Yes, you were fully prepared to pay seventy dollars for that. Yes, meaning essentially. You can pay $70 to play Starfield or get seven months of Game Pass and inevitably find something else in that seven months that you get to play. Or, I mean, Persona 3 Reload will come out within seven months of Starfield. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. The value is like, if if there are enough games on there, which like some people have very limited tastes, if that's the case, look at the list, check it out. But if you have any sort of like broadness to your tastes check it out you know and they're really Mm -hmm. doing a lot to reach out to lots of different fan bases like the fact that we're getting so many different wild games like we're getting starfield which you know first party but then also persona 3 like those are so vastly different we're getting multiple sega rpgs on this machine some atlas some not you know yeah and i think it's also there's a simplicity to game pass that just doesn't exist for playstation PlayStation has tiers. You have to figure it all out. They don't have a great classics catalog. It's bad. So it's just people are more willing to go for Game Pass. And and in turn, that leads to more for Xbox. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that I can count on one hand the number of launch games that PlayStation Plus Extra has had. It had Humanity, Chia, and Stray. And that's it. Like, that's... That's yeah. terrible. <clears throat> yeah. I I think that you're right when you said that the next like 12 months are going to really shine a light on this sort of arena. 
Yeah, and I d- and there's no winning for Xbox because it's not a competition anymore. PlayStation will sell more, you know, consoles because they are just the they they are the def- default console for most people, or not maybe most, but more than fifty percent. Um, but Xbox can definitely put its foot down and be like, "I'm not going anywhere," and. Game Pass in the next 12 months. Yeah, we'll we'll see where that takes us. We'll see what they have planned. I don't care if they release four games next year. I think three is a better number. That sounds like, oh, that's not that different, but that's very different, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think about, like I said, PlayStation, the thought of them releasing. I don't even know if they're going to release a game next year. <laughs> like, all they have are yeah. games like Final Fantasy sixteen's coming out in a couple days, and then Final Fantasy Seven Remake. I'm sorry, Rebirth comes out next year, but like they're that's not theirs. They just paid for it. And it's not mm-hmm. on game or it's not on PlayStation Plus Day One. If they started putting those kinds of games on, on PlayStation Plus Day One, I think Xbox might be terrified. Xbox might be calling in the coroner for themselves. Yeah. Well, I brought it up. Well should I talk about Final Fantasy sixteen? Nah. Just kidding. Ven, can you get in here and talk <laughs> about Final Fantasy 16? Did I get you? You got me. Uh, Ven is upset about it because he's oh, not, well. He's sorry, he's man. from Kingdom Hearts, not Final Fantasy. So, oh right, yeah, right, it's right. hard for him. Right. I've played it. I did not get an early review, early release copy. Don't worry. I don't know why you'd worry. That would actually be pretty exciting. But <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I'm not better than everybody else. Don't worry. Square Enix does not know who I am. Um, (laughs) No, they released a demo, which I feel like is kind of an unfair word for what it is. It's basically early access of the first chunk of the game. The demo is just you start the game. It's the very beginning and it's the first couple hours. So I went ahead and played that. And uh, so I can go ahead and give my Final Fantasy 16 impressions, you know, and that's exciting to Mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. Right off the bat, I just got to mention the visuals. I I am playing this game. I'm holding the controller in my hand. I'm looking at my TV and I'm saying, that's not, re- like, that's not it. This is fake. There's some smoke and mirrors happening. Like, this can't. This is a pre-rendered trailer. And it's like, no, I'm playing this game. This is in front of me. I cannot believe how good this game looks. I, I, I'm not joking. I legitimately keep finding myself thinking, like, oh, it's pre-rendered. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Even if it is pre-rendered, it blends into the real-time stuff so smoothly that you'll never notice, you know? It's not like old PS2 games where it was a clear divide. Now it's just like, that's the same thing. Um, Yeah. It's just absolutely visually stunning. And to keep on, like, the presentation standpoint, art style is still there. They didn't just go for realism. There's a clear art style on display, which I think is just so wonderful. As we approach that realism, realism border... Start doing interesting things, not realistic things, and that's what this game does, even if it is still very realistic. Um, there's just so much detail to everything that's happening, and it's all deliberate. Animations are just incredibly detailed. There's a scene early on where, like, the king is like, we're off to war. Um, they're all British. Um, <laughs> and, like, there's a bunch of soldiers lined up next to him, and they're like, and their mouths all move completely correct and their brows furrow and all the stuff and i'm like oh my god those guys don't have names they might not even have modeled retinas but their mouths and brows are perfect 
Wow, mouths and brows. I, I know I said I was done talking about graphics, but I'm just amazed. This, <laughs> I think I cannot think about, okay, 2020, Last of Us Part Two came out. That was the last time I was looking at graphics and I was just like, whoa, you know? Because mm-hmm. it was just like, it, that one was just because it was purely like realistic at times. And then Ratchet and Clank on PS5 came close, but that was just because it was like Pixar level quality and it was just adorable and wonderful. But this is just like, there's something deliberate about everything that's happening that like blows my mind. There's like a scene. This is a little NSFW, just a tiny bit. There's a scene um, where there's like a, a, a boardroom, not a boardroom, a war table. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I watched Succession, you know, I watched, I finished that last week. So I I have a lot of them in my brain. Uh, There was like a war table and afterwards two characters go out into the hallway and they, you know, they get a little intimate. They get all excited. Whoa. And the, I can't see. I can't watch it. The small woman jumps onto the giant man and he's like holding her against a wall. Again, a little not safe for work. But she like runs her fingers along his face in like a romantic way. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, my. Oh, my God. That's real. That's a human being. Like, how did they? Because it's not just fidelity. It's deliberate. It's like the fact that they figured out this perfect animation. And it's like there's only so much you can do in a mocap studio. Like if they were in those silly little suits with balls all over their body, like they, I don't know how you would do that performance perfectly. You know, how do you get in character with, how do you get an intimacy character when you're in those suits? Yeah. So I just feel like there's gotta be some creative stuff going on behind the scenes. Like the direction is just top notch. Okay. I'll stop. I'll stop talking about graphics. I'll talk about the actual game now. Um, (laughs) I'm so excited to learn more about the story. It's very lore heavy at the beginning, which scared me just a little bit, but they kind of, it's simple enough. Like they're talking about the dominance, which my understanding of those is it's basically like people who are gifted uh, with the right to summon. So people who are like, you have the right to summon Ifrit, you have the right to summon Shiva, and they're people that are like blessed, the royal bloodline in a sense, and it's only one person. Um, and you're called the dominant. There also is a, a ton of plot going on with like slavery and people who are like lesser than. Um, I, our main character Clive gets wrapped up and that's because you start the game and he, it's in the future and he has the mark of the slave on his face. So it's like, oh, what's, what's going on with that? But then it flashes back to when he was 15 and he doesn't have that. And you're kind of like trying to put together what's happening. Um, and it's just really interesting and so cool. And this world is clearly built in a, in a way that is complex, but they present it in a simple fashion. You can also, they don't tell you this, but you can hold the touchpad at any time. And it brings up lore. So if you're a little confused and you're like, what's, what are they talking about? What, what's the, you know, Valisthea? What is that? And I mean, it's the name of the world you're in, but you can just hold the touchpad and it'll tell you what that means. And it, and it shows pertinent lore. So it's not like just, you have to, it doesn't just open a book for you to read. It's pertinent information. Um, and I saw this in another game, uh, Like a Dragon Ishin that I played earlier this year. That game had like a, if they said something that they assumed the audience might not know what that means, you could click the options button. It would tell you, but that was like talking about like ancient Japanese eras. And then when you open the thing, it just described it vaguely. And I was like, I still don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. This feels like an evolution of that. And that was, that game came out on PS3. This, that was a remake. So maybe they, maybe they were inspired by that. I just think that's a really interesting feature. Um, And then the gameplay, the gameplay is mostly action. Um, there is a, a twinge of RPG in the sense that you have access to um, special attacks with the right trigger, 
and then normally you're just attacking. You can string together interesting combos. You have uh, square being your attack button, triangle being your magic button, and you can even time perfectly. If you press the magic button right after an attack, you do like a follow-up that's super quick and effective, um, but getting that timing down is really difficult because jumping between square and triangle exactly on rhythm essentially is, is a really challenging thing to pull off. Um, but I'm really excited about the potential of this. This is one of those things that's like I can't say a ton because I'm still in the early hours. But when I get this game on Thursday, I'm just so excited to sink my teeth into it like a the Big Mac, you know? Oh. I don't, I've never eaten a Big yeah. Mac. I've never eaten one. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, that was apt. That was an apt. I mean, it's a descriptor. burger, so. You can sink, yeah, you can sink your teeth into it. Yes. Um, Certainly. I'm not going to say a ton more because, you know, I encourage you, if you have a PlayStation 5, go check this game out. It utilizes the hardware wonderfully. It is a this generation game only this i could not see this working on ps4 which is so exciting to finally have stuff like that um yeah i'm i'm just thrilled cannot wait to play more yeah i'm thrilled for you i will also be playing this but perhaps at a later date you don't want to play the story that takes place in valisthea right away uh i kind of do but i just don't have well we'll i guess we'll see what I guess we'll see what next week brings. I'm also so curious what the reviews are going to be like. I feel like they might be truly insane. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Time of release, they're probably out. So go check them out yourself if you're curious. Go look. Go read them. Go read them. Go look at them. Go look right now. Go look, but keep listening, but go look. Okay. I mean, I can't, but... Well, I finished another game, Kelly. What? Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. What? I finished it. I guess I didn't tell you that. No, you didn't. I I figured when I saw it on the sheet, but I I wanted to let you come to this journey on your own. You know, I didn't want you to tell me beforehand. So well, I'll talk briefly because uh, we've talked about it plenty. But ninety five hours, and I'm done. I did every shrine. I did Whew. every light route. I did every side adventure. I didn't do every side quest. I did the ones that I was particularly interested in, but I did do all the side adventures and obviously all of the main quests. Uh, fun fact, I completely missed a main quest. There's a sky island that's like obstructed by a, by a thunderstorm. And if you're, if you go in it, you can't see anything. You will literally, there's no way to see anything. Like you can't use seed, the bright bloom seeds. You can't use flashlight, nothing. You're just in the purely obstructed view. I went there pretty early and found the main quest item. That oh. was not what the game wanted me to do. But then, you know, later they were like, oh, go do this thing. I'm like, I already found it. So I went and did the quest. And then I was trying to find all the shrines. And I figured, oh, they're probably like in this area. So I go to like where there's thunderstorms. And I'm like, I can't find, I can't see. How do I do this? So I Googled it, which I did only like, I did three times total in my 95 hours. I Googled three things. And it was like, Oh, yeah, when you finish the main quest, this, this is how you get here. And I was like, what, 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 what main quest? And then I realized I just completely subverted a full-on main quest. <laughs> and that was hilarious. Like, it has cutscenes and everything. And I'm like, what? I'm a doofus. Um, no. But I really enjoyed this game, obviously. I thought it was brilliant. The mechanics that they had on show here were just something else. The ending was pretty darn good. I still still kind of wish there was more story like the story that was here was so good that i was like i just want more just tell me more about this world um 
but I'll take what I got. You know, the climax was incredible. I'm excited to hear Kelly's impressions when she gets there in 30 years because it's 95 hours long. <laughs> um, th- my only real complaint about this game, and this is telling, is that there's a lot of shrines that are called Raru's Blessings, which means it's hard to find the shrine. And then once you find it, they just give you the light orb. There's no puzzle inside. Um, and in Breath of the Wild, those were pretty sparing. So it's exciting when you saw them. It's like, oh, I earned this. This game, um, a third of the shrines are those, which means like 50 of the shrines are Robber's Blessings. So I found myself, especially in a late game, walking into a shrine. And when it was a Robber's Blessing, I was just like, ugh. But the reason I'm saying, uh, is the game is so good that I want more. <laughs> like, I'm like, more puzzles, more puzzles. Um, yeah. So it's not like a fault of the game so much as like, a, I want more. Um, right. And it makes sense because mo- yeah. most of the last shrines I had were like hard to find, which meant the the vast majority of my last shrines were Robber's Blessings. Ah. Uh. But. Um, highly recommend it. They kind of streamline it so it's a lot easier to get all the shrines. I never did in Breath of the Wild, despite my like 75 hours, because it was like the last 10. I was just like, I don't know where they are. I don't know how to get there. Whereas this game, there is a certain thing linking the underground and the shrines in a way that you're like, oh, and you can find the shrines much more simply. And then you also have the hero's path mode in the base game. It's not DLC. So you can you know, view where you've been. So for the Sky Islands, I was like, oh, I haven't even been to this island. So obviously there's going to be a shrine there. So everything just kind of streamlined. And I think the biggest tell of positivity, I, it doesn't feel like I spent 95 hours on this game at all. That's crazy to me. It's that time just dissolved away. So mm. love it. So good. Great game. Don't know if I like it more than Breath of the Wild, but that's because Breath of the Wild is very important to me. Not because it's a worse this is a better game than Breath of the Wild, but Breath of the Wild still means more to me, I think. Yeah, that's understandable. I'm excited to to finish it in 95 years. One hour per year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you could be normal and finish it in like 50. I'm the freak who's like, every shrine. No, I mean, I get it. I, I also feel, I agree with you. I feel like the shrines are a little bit easier to find. Um, and I feel more motivated to find them all. But that's just me, you know? That's just me being me. I think finding the shrines easier is okay as long as it's still rewarding. And it was that. Yeah, I agree. I would I would say the same. Um What'd you well, play? folks. What'd you play, Kelly? Uh, I'll tell you what'd you play? Uh, 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 Kelly. I well uh, 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 <laughs> I'll stop. I was about to say, folks, I've still been playing Diablo Four. <gasps> I have encountered my first roadblock. I'm really struggling on this one boss. Um, but it's fine, you know. I'm I'm having fun still. I'm just like ba- bash my head against the wall, but it's fun. Um, it's just, here's the deal. is I felt like everything up to this point had been not easy, but like relatively not difficult yeah. for me. Like I felt like it was scaled for me. Um, this boss has just felt like a huge jump. And difficulty and i am alone i don't have anybody with me <laughs> i'm right here know, that sounded very sad i mean i don't have anybody who plays diablo 4 with me oh yeah Sorry. um that's okay so it's just a little bit i just feel like i'm a little bit like am i in the right place am i doing the right thing like it feels a bit like 
I'm uh, out of my depth a little bit here. Um, but that's okay because I still feel like I can do it. I just need to like really focus and pay attention and get my and get my stuff together because I feel like I've just been sort of mindlessly button mashing yeah. for a while. Um, and I'm wondering if maybe I just need to like retrain my brain for this boss fight to just think a little bit harder, uh, which is hard for me because I actually don't have a brain. Oh, I didn't know that. Where'd it go? Yeah. Uh, we don't really know, actually. Interesting. Are you okay? Uh, no. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, um, I might okay. be joining you in Diabloing soon. I got a copy from my library, but I'm, you know, kind of busy with Final Fantasy 16 and stuff, so I'll try to get right. to it a- ASAP, but, you know. Well, don't stress yourself out, because I might also be playing Final Fantasy 16 in the next week so um kelly do you want to hear a funny story of something that that just happened we were recording and just happened to me yeah what happened i leaned back in my chair like i do sometimes that you could tell because i'm probably quieter now and i started Mm -hmm. swooshing my foot it's not going to do it anymore oh no Mm -hmm, you're swooshing Mm -hmm. no uh hang on no okay my chair made a sound it made a squeak that i've never heard before Oh, I can't get it to happen. It sounded like a child laughing. Um, I ha- I've my heart sank so fast. That's very scary. <laughs> it was really spooky. So I don't like that energy that you've invited into the recording now. <laughs> if you very briefly heard the sound of a child laughing in the background earlier, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that anybody but you heard that because I think it's a ghost that lives in your apartment. I was so I was like, what am I hearing? And then I muted my microphone and moved a headphone immediately. And then I kept moving my leg and I heard it again. I'm going to try again. Keep, keep talking. Distract the audience. Okay. Um, Andrew's trying again. No, you don't describe make... what I'm doing. Oh, sorry. Um, why, Whoa. You guys come here often? Um, I'm a... Me personally, I'm a... I come here every oh. week. Do you hear that? That sounds like a clown horn. Yeah. Okay. I guess when... You were talking... As I is happening, and it was unexpected. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like a child laughing. In retrospect, it was very scary, <laughs> Kelly. I no, I mean, I, I, I. Are you also scared of children laughing? I'm scared of children laughing. I'm scared. I'm scared of clowns. Um, <laughs> it's a loose so we're loose. Really, yeah, the whole gamut. We're going through the whole gamut right now. Um. Well, I'm excited to play more Final Fantasy 16. Probably not Diablo 4. I'm not going to promise that one. Maybe even some Katamari. Wow. I really shouldn't promise that. I'm also thinking of starting... Um, I shouldn't promise this. I'm thinking about starting Stardew. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wait. Wait a minute. What? Wait, 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 wait. What? You've never played Stardew before? Nope. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Well, now I was like, you... I don't want to... Pl- I was going to start it this summer, but then I was like, I should wait for After Tears of the Kingdom because it's on Switch. So I'm like... Right. I don't want to be playing Tears of the Kingdom. I don't want to be playing anything else on my Switch. Right. But the only other game I foresee myself playing on Switch this summer is Pikmin 4 in July. But that'll probably be like a week, you know? Yeah. So I think I'll, I think I'll dive into that soon. Oh, I think you'll have a great time. Um, I think you'll have such fun. I am excited. Whenever that happens. We are on episode 96 right now, which means audience next week is 97. 
<laughs> and you know what that means, audience. The week after that is 98. <laughs> I think our audience knows how to count. So, audience, I'm just giving you a little a little hint. I'm not going to give you the whole the whole dinner plate. I'll give you an appetizer. Oh. And by an appetizer, I mean a walk by with somebody else's food and you get a whiff. But it's going to be 3 weeks before you get to taste the the food I'm describing. I don't like this metaphor anymore. Can I stop? <laughs> it's it's really gotten away from you, I think. We are going to do 3 episodes that will be special for our 100th episode extravaganza so our 98th 99th and 100th episode will all be unique episodes they will not just be the normal report on news talk about our games it will be a different format for those three episodes and i just want to give you a little hint of what's to come so that you can start getting excited now that's all i don't really have that's that's all i have what oh I was going to say, are you going to give the hint or are you just No, like... that is the hint. Is that we're doing something special? Oh, the hint. Okay. okay, okay. Well, we could have just Go done ahead. normal episodes and then been like, oh, it's episode 100. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that's a, I mean, that, 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 that. Huh? Thank you guys so much for uh, <laughs> listening this week. Uh, we are so excited to return next week um, with our very special, well, not next week, but the week after. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, the week after with our very special surprise, shock and awe. No, don't say you're that. Gonna, your jaw's going to drop. No, no, no. Your eyes are going to fly out of your head. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.